Welcome to episode three of season two of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. We might even advertise this episode. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I did leave that in your hands last week, knowing it wouldn't get done. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sean Peterbach. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Buonasera ragazzi. And this time we're going to introduce Tim. Tim, hello. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> you were here for most of the first five minutes of last week when you weren't referred to at all. I don't know that you introduced Fabian last week. I just attacked him from the off. Yeah, you did. You did. You, yeah. you had blood on, on Feel, your if, mind. If it was a UFC fight last week, Sean just went straight to the ground. Yeah, was, Sean was like a grapple to me. Sean was, was like a dog on his back. And he was like, no, no. I was Khabib, and then like the viewers tuned in, and I had you like in a chokehold immediately, <laughs> choking the sense out of you. Yeah, I had, I had the smell of blood in the nostrils last week. I went for him. No regrets. Where are we going to start this week? I don't, don't even know. I'm, I'm happy to go from the from the hip. Have to go off the cuff. No, oh, whatever you well, want to do. Well, I mean, look, I, I'd just like to give a shout out to our two Australian shout Open winners. We, we've we obviously dedicated a little bit of time to our first fortnight this year to the Australian Open. And, Indeed. Um, so, if anyone's tuning in to hear about tennis, we'll catch you in uh, twelve months. <laughs> yeah, I will talk. Eleven Wimbledon. and a half months. We'll probably talk. We'll Wimbledon. talk Wimbledon U.S. Open. We'll I mean, probably be dis- and the French. I need a quiz every week. We'll probably, so. be, we'll probably be dismissive of the French. Rafa would win it. I don't know about that. Oh, he just looked dog shit against um, Novak. Do you no, Novak, Novak was very, very good. He was phenomenal. The, the irony... He's got no breaks, though, Nadal, just to kind of test Novak. Novak wasn't tested. No, and no, I'm, no, not, I'm not no, taking anything away from him, but Rafa never got that little bit of luck that you need just to say... Hey, I'm still here. What have you got? And I reckon Novak would have responded. It's because he kept hitting ridiculous topspin forehands that were bounced right into the hitting zone. Yeah, and yeah. Novak was just getting over him and smashing them back. Yeah, it was weird. Him back with interest. Mm. Yeah, it was quite funny going into it. Um, you knew. I mean, Kvitova hadn't dropped a set going into the women's, uh, and I think Osaka had only dropped one. But when you when you thought, oh, which of the two matches are you looking forward to the most? You thought, oh, Novak Rafa. This is. This is to die for. This could be. This could be one of the great finals. In the end, I mean, Osaka, through her own doing, really, um, or tried to throw the match away. Um, Are you at, suggesting she was on the take, Tim? No, no, not none <laughs> whatsoever. I, I think she looked like a. How old is she? Twenty-one year old. Twenty-one year old girl who just the moment got the better of her. A better of her, yep. and she dropped her bundle. You know um, why? I, I think at one point she lost ten of eleven points straight from when she had set herself three match points. You know what I think the problem was? She looked over the other side of the net and saw an opponent behaving like a normal human being in a Grand Slam final. She was like, what the fuck's happening <laughs> what here? What do I do here? Well, interestingly, pre-tournament... Shout, and I actually shout did, out to Serena. <laughs> you had to add that, did you? It wasn't clear enough what you were talking about? I just thought that's the convention <laughs> on the show. Okay. Well, very, very true. Very true. 
I um, pre-tournament I put a bet on of it, and I do it every year. Championship double, mm-hmm. and I've got a little bit of man love for Grigor Dimitrov I don't from know why, Bulgaria. Uh, I just always sort of thought he'd win one at some point. People call him Mini Fed, despite the fact he's about twenty-seven years old. Yeah, exactly he's not right. like this new he's not young, young thing, and he's won zilch. Oh, donuts! And come and has he has he made a semi-final of a Grand Slam? It's a great question. I don't know the answer. No, I reckon he's made a semi. I reckon he's made a semi. Fucking yeah, Dave Tim a semi. Yeah, he'd, he'd certainly have made a quarter at some, some point. Reason. Whether he'd gone to the semi. Anyway, my double was Dimitrov into Naomi Osaka. What I didn't realise up until about halfway through last week and after last pod. Grigor was eliminated? No, I knew he was out. And so I didn't pay any attention to my bets. But I actually went back just to see what bets I still had alive. And it turns out not just had I put the championship double on, I'd actually backed both of them individually to win the tournament. Mm. So I'm sitting here with a what worked out to be a $39 bet on Naomi Osaka at $13. It just ticked over to $500. It was like $39.87. Like it. It, it was just $500. It was just a $500 win. Mm. Well, that's a, well, you, well, you looked at me funny and said, why was it $39? It was well, there was a reason for it. it so anyway, all of a sudden, I'm on the Naomi Osaka bandwagon. But as soon as they started the final, you thought... Kvitova's better than her and you thought she's in massive strife here and, and it was always one side of the when she'd served the, the cross court left handed serve and she had to take it so wide you I remember it. it that's that's where you got to um, that's the point she needs to win because she can win on the other side with her forehand yep. but uh, on the other side she was a bit cactus and, and all of a sudden you've gone she's she done her she's got her beaten she's going to win and all of a sudden you thought, oh, my God, she's, she's thrown it away. And my, my wife, Elise, shout out to Elise. Shout out to Elise. First shout out to Elise. Yeah. Oh, no, she might no, have shout out. no, we're giving her yeah, a shout out. We've we spoken one. about it, but we might not have shouted. Yeah, no, no, she oh. got a shout out before. She dared to say, hey, Tim, what are you going to spend your $500 on? Just as she got her three match points. Oh, no. And then from that point, everything just combusted. And I thought, you've monster. <laughs> you've cost after, me after $500. That, after that, Elise, you'll be spending it on a ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, needless to say, I was riding Naomi pretty hard. So once she got back and got <laughs> really? up, come on, boys, you're old. Do you need to be? You know what this is, Fab? I just realised this. This is a quasi edition of Tales from the Punt. Yes, it actually is. It's like it a, it's is. like Tales from the Punt light. Yeah, diet Tales from the Punt. Because it's, it's not it's not really a throwback. It's no, kind of, it's, a, it's current. It's very recent. There you go. Did he you actually, like what I just did inadvertently? He has actually had no earlier opportunity to have told this tale, so it's very contemporary. On your on your better. So anyway, uh, collected my five hundred dollars. Very happy with that. What you spend it on? Well, I haven't yet, but Petrol? Um, we... we um, it's 163 cents a litre. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on, mate. We, um, my son, well, my three sons went to school for the first time this year. Today. Today. Excellent. Um, my second son, Christian, mm-hmm. shout out to Christian. Shout out to Christian. All eight years of him. Uh, started grade three at his primary school, and in grade three, you start with a, an iPad. I bought him the iPad possibly November last year, November, December. Um, been playing with it the whole time since. They're at their nana's yesterday. Breaks the iPad. Can't find the iPad. Oh. So we've been using it for two months. The day that he needs it. How ropeable no are sign you of it. at this point? Well, it just it is what it is. But we, we had a look at home, couldn't find it. We concluded it must have been at nana's. Went over to Nana's this morning after we dropped Christian at school. Had a look around, couldn't find it. Find my iPhone? We'll try that, but it was said it was offline. Oh, that's not good. 
So and a battery. Yeah. So all these things only work when they're turned on. Jesus. <laughs> turned on or in or connected to the internet, which it wouldn't have been. At, as it turns out, we found it. It was at Nana's. But as I said to Elise, I said I'm going to have to buy a fucking iPad. Where was it? Where was it at Nana's? Nana was placing bets. <laughs> Nana was on sports. No, no. Well, it seems one of the boys, and I don't know who it was, may have actually deliberately tried to hide it because oh, yeah. it ended up under a set of drawers, yeah. which only had so much space to be able to fit the iPad itself, and it wasn't like, you know, there was a bit of it sticking out. It was fully We need to conduct... Somebody had put it there. A thorough investigation. And, and as I said, if, if, if they Tim, hadn't looked who, as who, thoroughly... who are you blaming? I don't know. I don't know. I've you got fucking, theories, You're blaming I, one of them. No, no, no. Well, yeah, no. There's there's another story to it, which I'm not See, going the thing to is, on air. I reckon <laughs> nine times out of ten, I reckon the cop would be Christian, but this is his iPad. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to go to school. Hmm. This is a this is a case. This yeah. is this will well, take, we'll get to the bottom of it. But, it, but anyway, after a little bit of hoo ha this skills. morning, found the iPad. Didn't have to spend my five hundred dollars on a replacement one, so we're happy about that. So um, haven't yet committed um, the fundage yet. So we'll see what we do with it. Well, Although, keep us abreast, please. A, a, a mate of mine, uh, you know Brent Gleeson, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to Brent. Shout out to Another Brent. good Carlton man, Sean. You like Brent. Very shout out heavy this first segment. Well, yeah. I thought I'd, I'd start hard. <laughs> um, Handing out shout outs like the going out of fashion. <laughs> um, Brent went to the races last weekend, not tails from the punt, for uh, for what it's worth, Sean. Feels Sorry. like a tail from yeah. the punt. Are there races on? But he was there with his mates. I've told you this before, that nobody will give a shit in February when we're fucking, they're racing out at Moey or something, and everyone's like, Where were they? Were they, they at Moey? They were at Caulfield. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? They're on oh, the back really? street at Caulfield. I, and, thought, um, I thought they only raced in November. <laughs> Fuck you. But um, he and a few of his mates have decided, starting a syndicate, and they've basically set themselves a $4,000 buy-in Jesus. And then costs of about 150 bucks per month. Now, the one thing I'm yet to quite work out is, are we buying one horse or are we buying several? I've got a funny feeling it may be several. Are you, are you part of this? Well, I, I don't know that I'm in a position <laughs> you know, okay. to be able to afford how much, it, how much moment, is it a but month? I'm five, I've got a $500 head start. How much is it a month, rank. sorry? 150 a month. So it's about 1200 Why bucks don't a then, year. just on the first of every month, you withdraw $150 from the bank and then just pull out and then just have it fly out of your hands as you're driving away from the fucking teller. Get it, get it in fives. Yeah. Get just it in get fives. fives <laughs> and just put your hand out the window and just have the wind take it from you. Why don't I, you do that I, instead? I like your thinking, and I have owned three horses before. And How that did was, the nags go? It was essentially pretty much the way that you des- uh, described it. The complete um, money pit. Don, Don Smallwood. What were their names? They were mortadellas, the whole lot of them. The first one was a horse called Eureka Express. <laughs> And it was <laughs> stopping all stations. Re- it turned out, <laughs> yes, uh, did win a maiden, but I think it's the maiden that it won was over a hurdle. And if you're not winning a what, maiden hurdle, you are straight in a what, pet camp. What over one hurdle? No, no, it was over hurdles. Oh, okay, I was about to say, they said over a hurdle. Well, it was a hurdle race. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know how these work. No, oh, I'm educating you. <laughs> That's good. Um, so Eureka Express, no good. Yeah, yeah and then I and then I had a horse called Torinia, which was a half. Brother to a Group One winner, half yeah. Ortensia. It's a yeah. half horse. It's half a half brother. Like this. <laughs> I reckon I've told this story. It's like Johnny Drama. He's a <laughs> half brother. He's just he's just a poor. He's the poor half brother. Well, this thing won a jump out one day, but just prior to the what's jump a jump out? out? Well, it's a practice race that over like is that the rounds. one where uh, Shataka wouldn't wouldn't do, wouldn't jump. Kind of, but then they have official barrier trials and the official... So there's a difference between a jump out and a barrier trial. Okay. Anyway, it won the jump out. 
Um, but while it was being loaded in, it didn't like being in the barriers. Mm. And it that's it's a, not that's, good for a race. That's an issue. It kicked the back of the barrier. Oh. And in the end, afterwards, it sort of pulled up and it was limping a little bit. And it turns out when it did it, it shattered a bone in one of its hind legs. Done. It's finished. But the bone do- doesn't have any structural <clears throat> significance. Function, significance. Yeah. So the that fact seems that it unlike did it, evolution. Well, yeah, but it so it kind of didn't matter, except it had all this floating bone that was uh, rushing around everywhere, and they needed to remove it. So it had an operation, pulled all the little bits of it's never quite bone the out. same after that. Yeah, no, it got an infection <laughs> afterwards, and uh, basically was on and off antibiotics for about six months, and ultimately they said this thing can't survive on its own, and they put it down. And hashtag it, it, hashtag it, money pit. It had ability. It had ability. It had ability. It had ability. You know what? You know, it had ability. You, kick you, the shit you, out of the barrier. You know how it showed its ability. Fab had a jump out, kicked the barrier. Didn't actually compete. It never, and raced, never again. raced again. It won the jump out <laughs> with a broken leg. Yes, <laughs> it was hardy. It was tough. What was, was the third? What was the third horse? I can't actually remember. Was that, that poor? Tim's yeah, I, I, I have no Tim's recollection of the name. It. it did race though, um, obviously well. But um, yeah, still racing. I'm sure if I asked my mate Nick Scarborough, he'd be able to tell tell me oh. what the name of the horse was. But uh, is it true that you have to put down a list of names? Yeah, yeah. Mm. What do you mean? So you put well, down you make you, an application, register the horse. So I'm going to register the horse, and I'm going to I want to call it Farlap. And there are a series of rules that says you can't have a horse that's won massive races or certain races or quality of races over the last 10 or 20 years. Um, and you certainly can't have the name of a horse that's currently racing. So you've got to put down like a bunch of alternatives. So you put down 10 names. Yep. You, and, and if number one's unavailable, they go to number two and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And this mate of mine, Nick, his old man... Like raced. uni preferences. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> He had um, a I, race I mare, or a brood mare by the name of Shark. Yeah. And he had a few horses out of Shark and, and had a little bit of success with it as well. But they had one horse and and he'd had two goes at trying to register it with 10 different names and they'd all been knocked back. And then on one of them, his last preference, he thought just for fun, he goes, I'm, gonna, I'm putting the name Gummy down. Thinking it won't matter because Gummy's not much of a... A name. It's not a regal name for a horse or anything else like that. No. Anyway, long story short, gets the name. Gummy mm-hmm. runs. Ended up winning a uh, was a black type winner. Won a, won a listed race once upon a yeah. time, and it's probably gone on to be a half decent broodmare as well. So bit flake, yeah. bit flaky. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. He's here all week. Try the veal. Um, <laughs> a, my suggestion to anyone who wants to name a horse is to go on to like a Ticketmaster or something or Ticket Tech, and you know when you you do the bit. Where you've got to enter the two random, three random words, just refresh that a couple of times, and you'll get like, like I don't know, you get just two completely random words. You get like hippopotamus carousel, Good or something. For a horse. You get just bad for a race caller. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's mm. a that's a top gear top tip. Cool. We Long done man. with fucking horse racing. Well, do we want to talk about? Oh, we'll Darren just quickly. Oh, Darren, we, we yeah. touch on it? Uh, I don't know much about it, but Kelly has alerted me to the fact that he's. They raided the stables and have found, what was it, like a taser or something? It's called a jigger. It was like Ari Gold's boot. So they basically, I think what they, it's often, yeah, so it's basically, it gives an electric shock to a horse. Now, it, I, I, I don't know the actual thinking, be, I mean, I know what the thinking behind it is. Yeah. I don't know how commonplace yeah. they are. Well, it, it's like a, well, it's like a whip, but as a, they basically just say that it's, uh, it's inhumane what you're doing mm. to it because it's, it's hurting the horse, but... You wonder, is it hurting it any more than whipping it? 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you do that in training to be able to try and improve the horse. You know, that they're worried, I'll have to try harder or he's going to zap me again. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's the theory. But um, the understanding is that they've arrested three people, they've released them without charge. But whether there's other things going on or not, I don't know. Um, you know, they, they, they arrest him. <clears throat> and I'm driving home, driving over here. And they're, they're like, you know, the police officer speaks in that very policey way. Because uh, we have arrested three males, a 46-year-old male from Carrum, a 37-year-old male from Whittlesea. And you're thinking, fucking how old's Darren Weir? Yeah. You're thinking, does anyone know, fucking, is he the 46-year-old? 48-year-old from Miner's Hut or something like that mm. is what the joint's called. And evidently that's, I think that might be him. But mm. but as you sort of say, I mean, if it's if it's an open case that might ultimately make its way to a courtroom, they're obviously not wanting to name people. But everywhere else they're saying, Darren, we've the been The entire arrested, industry so. is dodgy. I need to throw away the key, to be honest. Well, the, the, the disappointing thing is Darren Weir's last five years of training... Like Darren Weir was a provincial trainer that was coming through the ranks and doing quite good a decade ago. And then all of a sudden, and he had a very small stable, but he was competing with the um, uh, Peter Moody's, the Hazers, the Waterhouses, you know, the best stables in Australia. Sean's favourites? The Godolphins. The Godolphins. The Godolphins. <laughs> they, um, they actually fucking won, didn't they? Yeah, well, they won the, finally won the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, good riddance. Counter. But um, ultimately... Apple pie, um, Sean? <laughs> he loves the apple pie. Yeah. He's um, he, he's he's elevated himself to being the best trainer in Victoria, and he's won the training championship the last five years. And once you start having success, who's his star? Who's who's the star in his stable? He's got a few. I mean, there's he's had a number of horses the last few years that have got up and won. Did he train Prince of Penzance? No idea, Tim. If you don't know, shit, Sean and I aren't. Oh, I have a feeling that he did. But anyway, he's, he's just a guy that's that, having that, success that, across come the board. On. You, you know, as well as I know, that Prince of Penzance's success had nothing to do with the trainer. It was all the woman, the jockey. It's totally her win, totally her ownership of the victory. It's nothing to do with anyone Is that else. Michelle Payne? Is that- it was all her. Yep. Yeah. That'll be detailed in the movie, uh, directed by uh, fucking like Claudia Carvin or something. Yeah, it could be. One of those idiots. But as they said, they think it's going to be released relatively soon, so the timing of this raid isn't great. Why not? It's perfect. People think about horse racing. Yeah, but but like you say, Tim, everyone loves horse racing. They love it all year round, so it doesn't really matter when they release it. It'll be a hit. <laughs> Captain Cynical here. Horse racing's not at all. <laughs> Move uh, us on, Sean. Horse racing's not Move at all. Move us on. At the, at the whim of the calendar. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I can release it next week. There's You're a meet. you got a bit of apple pie stuck in your beard, mate. <laughs> I'm saving it for later. <laughs> Um, we are done on tennis. We segued seamlessly into horse racing somehow from tennis. <laughs> I don't even know how that actually... Oh, we were at Tales of the Punt. Yeah, Tales of the Punt, of course. Uh, so congratulations to Novak. Very good. And uh, Naomi Osaka. Seventh win. Only person now to have won seven Australian Opens, as we discussed last week on quiz. It's a good performance. Good on him. We're going to move on now to uh, AFL. And I'm going to give Fab the floor here. To no, be, I don't need the floor, mate. To be an ignorant, just no, I'm, ignorant I'm imbecile. I just got a different opinion. I, well, I can be disappointed. You're obviously bringing up the Alex Vasola thing. I was just a bit disappointed that someone who is on his second chance. Now, I understand he had personal issues at Collingwood and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I love people who do get second chances. But I just think when you've got a second chance, you probably want to put your best foot forward and, you know, give it everything. And I just don't think getting 
intoxicated and putting yourself in harm's way. That you didn't really. Is is is. It was a bit of a freak accident, though. Yeah, like you, he, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to absolutely. Of 800 players I'm in just, the I'm, AFL, I'm a little disappointed, but I, I, I'm not, yeah. it's not like it's. Well, given that it played out the way that it played hmm. out, yeah, we're a little bit disappointed that a bloke, for him to, a bloke could be out for six to eight weeks. For him to give an apology, I think there's a bit. I don't think he was. Just, no, I think you they're know. just getting on the front foot because Carlton fans, particularly off late, um, have been pretty negative about the club's recruiting of second-hand players, and particularly second-hand players or personnel from, from Collingwood. Yeah. I think I honestly I think, think that's a, a big part of yeah. it. Mm. I think there's also this nervousness around injuries and the fact yeah. that they're building again. And yeah. I think that you think about, though... We could do is, with some luck. Is what he did any more sure. ridiculous? Like, in isolation, if I was at Sydney when Dane Rampey broke his arm jumping over a chain fence, yep. you'd be sitting there going, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, Why did you not just... You can't wrap yourself completely you're exactly in cotton right. wool. <clears throat> you'd be so, sitting there going, if you were the so, medical Some guy. things are just unlucky, and Dane mm. Rampey was unlucky. But Callum Mills busting his arm was unlucky. But you'd sit there and go... whatever it was. For Solo's having a few drinks with mates, they're skylarking, he falls over, he breaks his arm. You go, yep. well, that's unfortunate. If that's what's happened, you go, well, fuck. That could have played out a thousand different could, Exactly right. Sit there and go, similarly, Dane Rampey jump, is being an idiot and jumps over a chain fence, gets caught, and fucking breaks his arm. Well, I... When they're just running from one ground to another, he's jumped over the fence, something that he's probably done a thousand times. Well, no one else the, has done it. Well, yeah. And then which Ollie Wines... the point of how unlucky it is. And then Ollie Wines goes water skiing, which to me is just... If, if the rumours are true and they someone at Port Adelaide said, yeah, that's all good, wow. Well, I, th- I think the answer is... I mean, they've been talking about it. He's been water skiing since he was six. He's done it the whole time. He's done it most off-seasons. He's never had an issue. But the moment that he does, all of a sudden, it's a big issue. Um, can I just read one tweet from Kane Corns today? You might have either heard him on the radio and you, you might love, have already you, seen You this. love Kane Corns. Oh, no, you there do. are times that Kane annoys me because I think he does it just to be a shock jock. But here, and probably because it was a Port Adelaide person, he's probably looking to have a little bit more of a measured view. But as he says, he goes, name me a job where the average wage is $370,000. You get 14 weeks off per year and one and a half days off per week. But to get that, all we ask is you don't get on a trail bike or go mountain bike riding get behind a boat or jump out of a plane, would you agree to that? Yes. Exactly right. Mm. Like if you if you elect to be a professional I, athlete... I, look, I'm not a teetotaler, but I would extend that too. You get the 14 weeks off, then you don't drink. Yeah. You just don't drink. Yeah. Not because, no, I'm not saying because, oh, everyone gets pissed. No, no. You're a professional athlete. Just don't drink. Well, it's it's worth the sacrifice, isn't it? Got, Absolutely. I got, That's ultimately. I got no issue with moderation, but particularly those more not extreme acts. But you sit there going, the only thing that can happen is you break something that you need, yeah, to be an athlete. Well, like you, you go water skiing. You have a good enough injury. Now, water skiing, your, water skiing your, is dangerous. Your career is over. Well, you could do your ankle, you could do a knee, you could fucking hit a root in the shoulder, river and shoulders as he has. Bust an eardrum, Dave Walsh style. Yeah, I've heard that happening a lot, yeah. water skiing. Was that up at... Lake? No, that was in the Murray. It wasn't, wasn't at your favourite place, Sean. Up in the Murray, I think. You went up with his mates. And where, do you, where do you go? I think where is the trip? Where is the trip up there? To where? Lake Yildon. It's, it's come and gone. This year? Yeah. It's come and gone for the year? yeah. When do you go up? Christmas holidays. It is oh, fucking hasn't come and mate. It's 2019, mate. Hasn't come and gone for the year at all. You're being an idiot. Oh, what are you talking about? Did you go up this year? No, I, I don't go. But no. what's, I don't get. I don't get what Sean's. 
Are you disputing that my... Uh, I'm just disputing the fact that you're saying it's come and gone for the year when we've started a new year. It happens every year. The calendar ticks over. We begin a new year. Hmm. So you and went on, up there... On the, on the, no, I didn't, but on the 1st of January... They went up to, to Lake Eildon and stayed a week there, did some water skiing. You said it was over Christmas. Oh, Jesus. Sean, that's the Christmas holidays, mate. Fuck it, no, it isn't. From late December to Stopping till Australia Day. <laughs> Happy Australia Day, everyone. Yeah, whatever. Um, so. You were Johnny Raincloud on Australia Day as well, no, Sean? don't give a shit. So, anyway. I'm not one of those change-the-date people. Is that the only thing we AFL-related? AFLX, I'm very nervous about Patrick. Yeah, Cripps. I hate, I hate that. Good. I hate everything about it. I don't mind AFLX itself, but I'm very nervous about Cripps participating. I just don't see the need. We're like the only thing that's going to happen is he gets hurt. It's, is it a one day carnival? Is that is that what? Okay, so we're going to survive one day. <laughs> Fingers crossed. He probably will be the only player we've got playing. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just trying to think. Kerno, maybe. Which one? Charlie. Which fucking which Kerno do you reckon is going to be fucking playing FLX? The running machine. Yeah, Charlie, you would think would probably get a gig somewhere. I'd say Harry Mackay wouldn't, because uh, if you've only got four forward lines, depending on what that Eddie Betts's team goes for, Petrovsky's seat indi- might yeah, do. Maybe. I was going to say Eddie's team is it? It's an indigenous team. Has to be indigenous team. Well, well, I don't know. I, I assume I so, so. Yeah. Okay. Good on. Good on him. Well done. But yeah. is, it, is, it, is Eddie Betts the captain or is he the vice captain? No, he's, he's captain. captain. He's captain. Well, danger, was, danger. Who was his first pick? I don't know. Is, is there a draft? Franklin or Burgoyne? I don't know. Chad? Sean Burgoyne. No, Sean Burgoyne's captain and his first no, pick No, no, Eddie's Eddie captain. Betts. I'm pretty sure it's Eddie. It's Nat Fife, Eddie Betts, Jack Patrick Dangerford and Jack Rewalt. Okay. I stand corrected if I'm wrong. So was there a draft? IPL style? There's a current draft. No, there's going to be a staged draft. Where they act as though it's like schoolyard. We're picking. But it's already been done. But it's already been done. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So why is Patrick Cripps announced as he's vice he's captain? Vice captain of a team that doesn't need leadership. Okay. It's just been made up for one one night only tournament. Sean's looking forward to AFLX. I don't mind AFLX. I don't mind it. I, I hated it. I reckon AFLX. Are they still using the silver ball? Because that's uh, disgusting. No, they, I reckon they should have fucking kept using the silver ball. To be honest, but I think that they. Uh, I don't mind the concept. I think it's something that what they're trying to do is get you to play it. You're not meant to necessarily enjoy watching it. You're meant to watch it and go. Yeah, I like the concept to play. It's like yeah, you're meant to watch it and go AFL nines oh, and whatever they try to do. Much but, better than AFL nines. The idea is you watch it and you're like, I'll give that a go with my mates. Yeah, but indoor soccer or well, futsal's always been good. They don't televise it professionally because they haven't needed to because it exists. They needed to create something that you could readily access, as well as more than anything, to be honest. Give them traction in the northern states. So the idea being that there are very few football ovals in the northern states. There are a lot of rugby fields. Yep. Yep. So that's yeah. the rationale. Yeah, I, I I completely accept the. I completely accept why they're doing it. The justification for it, um, and I think it's 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 better that the whole competition's not doing it because I think that was. Yeah, I think these a little, little bit more pathetic. These I, little all star teams are alright. Yeah, yeah, and as you say, I mean. It'll be like I used to love the state of origin until one of your blokes got injured. So mm. that's the massive test for us because, you know, if we lose Patrick Cripps to an injury out of something like this, it'd be disgraceful because it it'd be a disaster. Doesn't mean anything. It'd be an absolute disaster. It'd be like ploughing a field with a Lamborghini. That's what it would be. Shout out to Trent Bogue. That's his 
morsel. Get it done quickly. Well, for us, it'd be like fucking plowing a field with a pair of scissors if we fucking lost him. (laughs) If we had anything left. Yeah, absolutely. Pair of shears. Do you want to just touch on Sun Yang for a moment? I'm assuming we're done with AFL football. Who is Sun Yang? Sun Yang is the only person. She's the daughter from. uh, Fucked. She's the daughter from. Mortal Kombat. It's male, for starters. She's the daughter from. Liu Kang. From Rochelle 1. Yeah, okay. Isn't that her? I don't know. Sung Yang or something like that? I've been, I hate Rush Hour. Oh, I despise Sean. them. One and two are very, very good movies. Oh, I despise them. Johnny Drama got cut out of three. He's supposed to play the bus driver. The bus driver is going to pay his own, pay, pay his own airfare <laughs> at his hotel room. No, he was going to get Tommy to pay for him. Well, that was his plan in the end. <laughs> yeah, go on. Can who's, I keep going? Who's Sun Yang? <laughs> so, so Yang. Sun Yang is a Chinese Sun. swimmer. Yep who is the first and only man to win the 200, 400, and 1,500 events. I know events. this. Yes, I know of him. And he had tested positive. He, or he had a... <laughs> no wonder he was the, the first to do it. Was he, he the one positive. that Mac Horton was dueling yeah, with? Yeah, and then yeah. Mac Horton, when he beat him in the 400 at the last Olympics, made a veiled comment. Well, it wasn't even a veiled comment, but basically yeah. saying, and never test, tested positive. And then Evidently, he was attacked on social media. Correct. Well, by Chinese supporters. Mm. Um, a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. And they um, about a billion of them. They they turned around uh, this week, and he's uh, he was uh, drug tested over there, and he destroyed a vial of blood that he'd just given. Oh no! And so they basically said, "Well, surely that's." Could they just taken another one? Well, they probably could as well, but what whatever the case was, and I'm not completely over all of the details, but he's destroyed his own uh, sample. Mm, now, that's tantamount. That's tantamount to an admission. Well, that's that, mm. that's basically it's because if you refuse a drug test, yep. you get you, you you get a, a uh, automatic you get a ban. Yeah, and and there was a, a tweet during the week where um, a guy pointed out one of the Australian swimmers, a bloke by the name of Thomas Fraser Holmes, who was a four hundred freestyle. I know the name Lisa again. Holmes. That's Johnny's son. Johnny Holmes. Thanks, mate. Is it a hyphenated <laughs> name? Is it Tracy? Well, don't start this again. Someone else. <laughs> but he um. He, because the rules are, as a professional athlete, you have to nominate uh, an hour window of every single day that yeah, you are fucking available. How painful would that be? That you that you are available oh. for a random drug test, and he was, I think, he, he had to got held up at the airport, but he was home late, and he missed a random drug test by like whatever the time frame was, but he missed the window that he'd nominated, and he got a year ban. Couldn't they have left like this, a and note this on other his... bloke's destroying a vial of his own? Yeah, but this guy's a superstar, test. so he'll get let off. Well, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Couldn't he? Couldn't they have left him like a like when you miss a parcel, they leave you a note saying you've got until X time to report for your test, and that way you could be like, I literally just fucking missed you, mate. But then, as you say, you I ducked out. Muffing agents might yeah, be able to be exactly right. Yeah. You, you you then take whatever you need so that you're not going to give a, a positive test. So therefore, I reckon that's point? very difficult. I reckon that's very. I reckon hard. they just open it up. So it's just well. I, I don't. I don't necessarily open disagree. up every. You want to? Let's see what the hey, Let's see what the human body's capable of. That's right. The elite. Let's fucking unlock the potential of yeah, the human body. People dropping dead left, right, and center. That's the price of victory. All right. Where do we move next? <laughs> Imagine how fucking good it would be if they just went, the Tokyo Olympics is just fucking go for it. Is that the next it. Olympics, Tokyo 2020? Yeah, it is, yeah. Just yeah. fucking go for it. Go your hardest. I'm talking with Andrew Hanna and a few of the boys about going to uh, watch the basketball. Okay. Which basketball? At the Tokyo Olympics. You're going to fly to Tokyo to watch, watch, watch a game of Olympic basketball. going to watch Serbia v Korea. 
Well, we're probably more likely trying to watch the Australians because we'll actually put together a team that would compete mate, we're for not, winning we're, it. You know what our concern is? We're going to compete. We're not going to win it. You know what's going to fucking happen, mate? That's what's going to always fucking happen. With these sports that we're gradually getting a bit better at, we have one okay little tournament playing like the fucking Philippines or Chinese Taipei. Oh, don't bring up the that Philippines. That wasn't our finest hour. We go, we, go, we, go, we go and play Chinese Taipei or Mozambique or something. And we, Sorry, the thon maker. The fly kick from Thon Maker was phenomenal. Yeah. Blokes at seven foot one shouldn't be doing shit like that, should they? <laughs> so we, we beat this. We beat like fucking I don't know. We beat Aldi in a tournament, and everyone's like, "Oh, here we come, the Olympics, boys!" And we get to the Olympics and lose. Might 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 play off for the bronze, and then be shown up as hack frauds. <laughs> Like what fucking always happens. How long have we been? How long have we been fucking told that the opals, the opals are good. The opals are good to go. Opals won a world championship. Fucking no. dicks. Who cares? They'll fucking turn <laughs> up to the what Olympics. What more can you do than win a world championship? An Olympic gold medal. Yeah, I'll take your point. They'll turn up to the Olympics. Oh, this is our year. This is our year. And then as soon as we play a fucking half decent, half cook, half baked American team that is shit all over our dreams. We've had one of the greats of all time. Represent us, and that's exactly yeah, right. We have yeah. one WNBA good player, MVP, W League, you know, the, the Women's World Cup. Great example. We've got Sam Kerr, who's just this fucking generation's Michael Owen. Let's be brutally honest, and that means oh, watch out, world! But as soon as we play a half fucking decent team, oh shit, <laughs> fuck, we're not very good. Sean's in one of those, you know, those moods where he's just he's, 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 he's going to poo-poo everything. He needs a root. <laughs> Jesus, maybe, but jeez, Joe, no, but like like that. It's fucking true. Name me an Australian up-and-coming team who has actually delivered something tangible. <coughs> Who's actually, geez, this guy looks all right, or girl, or this team. She's, she's, they might be decent. And then we get there, and it's just fucking shit. <laughs> Men's swimming team. Oh, please. Jesus. If you're going to say James Magnuson too, the James missile. Magnuson got beaten by one one-hundredth of a second and he won a silver medal at the Olympic Games. Yeah, and people after... said that he failed. No, he, he underperformed. He should have won the he gold He underperformed. Should have won the gold. The bloke that beat him swam three PBs across heat semifinals Because that's what they meant to do because we, for some reason, decide to have our fucking trial tournament yeah. 16 months before the fucking event. <laughs> Four, and then when yes, we get there, yeah. we're just baked. Nah, he no, was... I, 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 like, I like the... I like the fact that you're aware of exactly the way they do the Australian the Americans versus what you do with the, the US. The fucking American team's got the club of laying, staying hungry. They qualify for the Olympics after the opening ceremony. You're not fucking going to that. <laughs> well, uh, we take if you're an hour before the heats. If you're there, lucky, yes. you'll get to see the closing ceremony unless you do a Ryan Lochte and lie about getting held up in the street. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. We set up like the Australian basketball team. Oh, we're going to play the dream team at Marvel Stadium. It's going to be, oh, and maybe we'll beat a half-baked, threadbare American dream team. And then we'll roll into the Olympics next year. None of the big American players will play. But they will add a team that just shits all over us. And we'll be sitting there going, fuck, we're not any good. I don't think we're going to win the gold medal here. Well, what the fuck are we doing sport? in the tournament for? No, well, but if we if we win bronze, that, that's that's an achievement in basketball. Well, and I'll ask you this question: What would Michael Jordan say about winning bronze? Would you rather He'd throw ben, it away. ben Simmons is not Michael Jordan? Either. Would you rather win a bronze medal at the Olympics in a basketball team, mm-hmm. or win the silver medal in a basketball game at the Olympics? 
because you lose the game. Both of them to get the sim- silver both medal. Of them are, the silver win, medal. Both of them are but unless you win, of the, you win the, the the match to win your bronze medal. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'd rather come see. I'd rather be at least in the final. That way you can let the nerves get over you and, and really wash themselves through you and, and make sure that you capitulate under the so spotlight. So you're saying, would you rather be Croatia or be Belgium with the World Cup just passed? I think it would be crushingly disappointing to lose a final. Yeah, yeah, but you've got to get there. And look, I asked, I, I asked the question because my cousin Rachel won a bronze medal at the London Olympics. In what? Basketball. Do you pay no attention when we sit here in this room? No, I don't think you've ever mentioned. <laughs> he was eating. I think he was just eating, eating apple pie. Eating all the apple time. pies. <laughs> but that was the team. That was one another one of those Australian teams that's going to take on the world. Well, we, we get were, under our wing, Australia. Well, we Let's got, enjoy we this got thrill by ride. France in our first game. Now, as it was, France played off for the gold medal. Basketball but, powerhouse, by the way. But uh, I think it was uh, Laura Hodges or whatever her name is shot a, a three pointer at the end of regulation from beyond half court to draw the game. That's always the symbol. That's always the symbol. A good way so to prove that, that you're right up into the match. You're the right you throw in the, the match up to your neck. Goes in, you pretty much go fuck. It, it's our day. Wasn't our day. What did we lose by in the end? Oh, a couple of points. Okay. Whatever. And then in the end, because we so, lost, because we lost, we finished second in our pool, which meant you were always going to be on the same side of the right. draw as the US. Yep. Oh, so good you work. Had to play yeah. them at some point. Well, we're never going to beat we them. Lost to them in a semi-final. And then we ended up winning. And mind you, we probably got beaten by like. You're discovering points. what it's like for me to talk oh, to this bloke. I, I just want to get. For I just want to get on the it's record. Fucking hard work. I just want to get on the record and say that I love the Olympics. No, it very sad. Like very it. few people love the Olympics. Like I love hate Australians. Magnuson, <laughs> fucking swimming team. But what <laughs> I up and comers, hack frauds, hack frauds. These, these guys are paid to be professional athletes, and at the end of the day, are they all paid? They are. The guys that get to the Olympics theoretically. So, like are the, paid. the girls that win gold medals in shooting that are working at the local bank, they're getting paid the perfect, to be the perfect segue, Tim. This is what I'm saying. I love it when that chick wins the modern pentathlon, and you're like, "Fucking ripper effort, yep. really well done." But when we're paying someone, Winter Olympics, who's that idiot chumpy? <laughs> chumpy we're, we're, we're paying chump. Fucking millions a year, and he's like, he gets blown out of the water and doesn't even qualify for the fucking you know second I, round. And he's guy, like, oh, I'm so stoked. It's so good to be here. It's so good. Yeah, I, like, I hate Winter Olympics. I hate the attitude of everyone in the Winter Olympics. Like everything surfers. is so good. Yeah, it's, I'm it's so like, stoked to be here. It's just so good. Yeah, there's no disappointment. There's like, you don't really, you don't care if you win or lose. I hate it. That irks me. But the star going into every Winter Olympics does nothing. No. Nah. And then we discover someone during. During the Olympics, so who was um, who was the half pipe dude? Tora Bright. No, the, no, he's a bloke. He made. I think he made the final. He got beaten by um, Duke Kahanamoku. <laughs> no, he got beaten by. No, this is a good example. The redhead. What's his name? Sean Sean White. Sean White. The flying tomato. Yeah. All right. What was the who, what was the Aussie guy? I don't fucking know, mate. One of my favorites. I thought it was Chumpy Pullen. Think about back to the Sydney Olympics. Jumpin' Jai Tarima. Yes. Wins the silver. <laughs> Fantastic work. Story comes out, he just smokes fags and eats pizza. Great story because he's not on the fucking dime of the Australian people that turn up at the Olympics. Scotty James. Oh, Scotty yeah. James. He's not at the. I thought he was the bloke on uh, that renovation rescue. That's Scotty Cairn. That's Scotty Cairn. <laughs> and Roger James played, played for Port Adelaide. Good player, Roger James. Very <laughs> underrated. 38? Integral in the. Number 38. Uh, integral in their uh, premiership winning tilt. Yep. No, he's excellent. But a good example of somebody who gives you 
full value for money, Roger James. Yep. As opposed to the vast majority of our overpaid Olympians. Our hack frauds. Our yeah. hack fraud Olympians. There'll be heaps of them that go to the fucking Olympics, the next Olympics, and it's about like the, I don't want to. I don't mean to to sort of you know, however, fifteen months out from the Olympics, be like this. There'll be you've written of, it off already. There'll be plenty of time for that later. But clearly, there'll be people who come up. They like accept the fact that you are being paid to win a gold medal. Yeah, you are. And when they turn up, like the girls that won the what um, shouldn't be paid until after after the event. Good example. Paid on performance. Don't, don't mind it. Don't mind but it at that, all. Like the girls that won the four by one hundred. Was that the last Olympics? From what country? Us. In the swimming. The swimming? Yeah. Well, no, in the fucking I don't know the fucking sh- yeah, sh- shooting. Yeah. Okay, keep talking. But they fantastic effort. Yep. Because they're paid to win it. They're paid to go out and they're paid to fucking win the gold. Yep. yep. The guys, you're not paid to lodge up in the fucking village and get a route every night. You're there to fucking win. It's a fringe benefit. <laughs> Do whatever the fuck you want after your events. Don't give a shit. When He's I teed off on the Olympics. But when I tune in to the Olympics, and I just, it breaks the my AOC heart. AOC and Sean just... Not it, quite aligned. No. It, it breaks my heart. Because when I was growing up, you know, you guys, you were alive at that point in time as well. You know, you tune in and you're watching. Doesn't it's in all sports. You're watching it thinking we're a red hot crack to win this. Yep. Nowadays what? it's no nah, because we've got hearts the size of a fucking field mouse. And <laughs> what, we're just what was capitulate. your greatest Olympic Australian Olympic moment? Ian that Thorpe you've anchoring witnessed. the four by one hundred. Yeah, fair call. The one the lasting memory I'll always have is the underdog Kieran Perkins from my name. I, I, re- I remember it also taking forever. <laughs> That's a, that's a, that's yeah. Because they got to swim fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. But that but that's a good example of what I'm talking about with Thorpe. He jumps in the pool against a recognised one hundred meter swimmer behind. Yep. They turn. He's he was Ian Thorpe behind. In the home pool, Australia had never beaten America. Fucking wins it. Yeah. Is that the guitars? Yeah, Gary Hall, like a, Gary Hall Jr. Gary Hall Jr. Going to smash them like guitars is what he said. The irony out of all of it, when you actually strip it all back, there was a bloke by the name of Neil Walker who swam the second leg for the Olympic uh, for the American team, and he pretty much swam about two seconds slower than his best time. And just the whole, he went out really, really hard because he did the second leg after Clem had broken the world mm. record in the first leg, set the race up for us. And Americans love to swim from the front. Always, it's the way they always swim it. Like that was the attitude, wasn't it? We yeah. got to, we'll be in front. Get in front, we'll break them. And uh, he's gone out first 50 just so hard and he's died on the second 50. And it was a really, really bad, unprofessional, not a very good swim at all. And they've never really talked about it, but his swim was horrendous. Like tactically, it was a horrendous swim. And um, he cost them. Like the, all four Australians pretty much swam. What's his name? Neil Walker. Shout out to Neil. Sorry about that. Bringing that. <laughs> yeah. You're probably well, just getting over it now. Nineteen years swam later. PBs. Like they all swam to their absolute best. Their changeovers were great, and basically all the Americans had to do was execute, and they probably win. They just and the comment about we will smash them like, like it does. If you, if you take care of business, they would have. They you were know, won by a body. Second life. best. Second best or second biggest highlight of the Olympics, of those 2000 Olympics. That's number one for me. Everyone says Kathy. Tatiana. <laughs> Everyone says Kathy. Nah, nah, what are you going to say? Tatiana over. She was a pole vaulter. She, yeah, uh, yeah, she was a pole vaulter. 
It was the same night as Kathy, so everyone was there was a bit of Aussie pride on. Kathy on was show. great, not a problem in the world. Uh, Kathy was phenomenal, but she didn't beat anyone. The pressure on Kathy was was huge. But she it was didn't huge beat pressure. Anyone. She didn't she didn't run a PB. She won relatively comfortably, mm. and the field was pretty weak. Yeah, she didn't beat Marie. Great moment. She didn't beat Marie Jose Perec to win it. If she'd done that, it would have been. It's still a great. That's a, fantastic. A great huge. Olympic moment. It's a magnificent moment. I loved moment. it, and and it was a great. She, she again. She took care of business. That's Spot all on. she did. That's Love what it. I was saying. You just you've, you've you've just you've take hit the nail on and the head. And you have to do that in Olympics. She, she was expected, was expected to, win. to win, and sometimes that's not easy. The that's Americans fine. were the fa- and they did. She had the weight of a nation on it, and she just but bang. the Americans she went out and did her thing. If we were, it's the classic thing that you're saying in football. If we didn't beat them that night, you go. We're probably not going to beat you ever. With the group that 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 particular swim team was, if we don't beat you tonight. Fuck, I don't know when we're going to beat you. Who are the other two? Uh, Ashley Callis and Christopher Feidler. Yeah, don't know. Feidler was a journeyman Australian swimmer. He was the, the, the second Australian ever to break. So they were two seconds. and three. Feidler was two, Callis was three. Yeah. But the, again, the way that it played out is Neil Walker was a 50-metre specialist, and so he'd go really hard first 50, whereas Feidler's back end Maxi. was far, far better. And he just he, he creamed him in the second 50, and he just he, Walker fell apart. Mm. We're going to move on now to on. football, world football. Yes. Um, pretty good result this morning for United in the sense of a performance, uh, coming from 2-0 down late to tie with Burnley. And actually, that Pogba had that shot on the turn late that if it's actually on target, I think it's a goal. Yeah, well, you and I were texting that Tom Heaton... Put off a couple of ripper saves. Just a couple of years back, and only United supporters would remember this. 35 shots. I reckon it was one of the, our best games we ever played under Jose. And we, we actually created that many chances and we played that well. And Tom Heaton was pulling saves out of his backside. Former a, Man a, United Academy prospect. Is Burnley any good? Uh, not this season. No, not this season. So basically, you got to what, the 87th minute and you were 2 0 down. And, in you're fairness, pu- and you're pulling one another off. In over. fairness, their second goal <laughs> was offside. Oh fuck! Oh well, in that and, case, and and once as can happen, no, 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 as can yeah. happen, credit to Burnley, they a bit of a smash and grab for their two goals. They were under the under pressure, but they've counted and they've scored. What we're talking about is it sounds like you're celebrating mediocrity. Surely. No, no, it's, you're going to sit there and you're going to can the Australian Olympic team, and you're going to say, "Oh, we pulled a draw out of the the jaws of failure," and we're going to say, "Your beauty, we're on song." If you'd have waited, it sounds just, like it was a massive. If you'd have waited just ninety seconds, Tim, you would have seen it was a segue to something else. Keep them coming then. Maurizio Pochettino yes. cannot coach Manchester United. He's a disaster waiting to happen because talk about accepting mediocrity. His quotes think, over the last couple of weeks And you're referring to him saying damning. that winning trophies is what, something like stroke it? Just, just Strokes your ego. Yeah. It's not important. He's not. He would fucking He's crumble. He's towing the company line because he knows it's difficult for Tottenham to win trophies. They focus on the wrong... I'm not saying you should not focus on the FA Cup, but the the League Cup they should go all out to win the League Cup. They just they need to win something. Just yeah, just put something on the board. Can, can I make a point? Yeah. If okay. you're a if you're a bloke like Maurizio Pochettino, yep. Pardon my Italian and my he's, he's Argentine, but there anyway. you go. Well, that too. <laughs> my my Latino based uh, language. Yeah. If if you have like if he has dreams of being, you know, top flight manager, yep. isn't every single time somebody sticks a microphone in front of you essentially a job interview? Yep. Because as you say, you know, if you're a hardcore 
it doesn't have to be Manchester United. I mean, you're obviously in the market for a manager and all that sort of stuff. But as you say, you hear comments like that. You, I agree with you saying you're not. That comment doesn't fly at Manchester United, yep. Real Madrid, any of these top clubs, any of these top clubs at all. And I just I look at that and just think whether he's towing the party line and just being the company man and reading. Your team, Ollie. And not that I'm team Ollie so much, but you look at it and go. Every time Poch is asked about winning and winning trophies, he says the wrong thing. In the words of Seinfeld, I don't think you're Penske material. Yes. I don't think he's Penske material at all. And I think that hiring him would be a disaster. Is that the Penske file? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, just, done. I just ripped out a... Good uh, gag, good side gag. So that, that, I just wanted to talk about that briefly. I think that I'm not necessarily saying give Ole the job, although to be brutally yep. honest, at this point in time, I'd be comfortable with him being given like a two-year deal. But but Poch, um, every every time that the pressure is on Spurs to to win, you have to win. You're going to win a trophy. You've got to close the gap to the top. They got close to the top of the table a couple of weeks ago. Altitude sickness, dead. <laughs> they get a sniff. Oh, I, I know where you're coming they from, but they're, they're a thin they're a thin squad. Nah, fucking jokes. They get a sniff of a League Cup final, go to water. FA Cup. Chance to progress through, go to water. It's, and it happens year after year. Knocked, after out, of, year. knocked out of two cups in a matter of days, wasn't yeah, it? Four year days. after year happens too often. It happens Speaking too often. Speaking of the cup, and I'm one of, I like the romance of the FA Cup. Can we stop fucking drawing? Chelsea, I know, we keep drawing Premier League opposition away, but we've got Chelsea. United have got Chelsea away. We'll just do everyone's heavy it's, lifting, by the way. We'll it's just basically all... Chelsea, United, and City are left of the big boys. One of them will be out between United and Chelsea. Yep. So in, we're still at the fifth round. So there's going to be this whoever wins that lesser United. likes who are going so to go. Rushton and Diamonds are going to, uh, you know, they're going to go on a, on a run. Yep. But um, whoever wins that United and Chelsea will, I think, will win it. We don't want to get too let's, somber. Let's write that down. Um, the Millwall. Everton uh, tie. There's obviously some crowd violence pre-game. I don't know if any of you guys Un- unaware. A guy was slashed from his ear to his chin. So an Everton fan was slashed by a Millwall fan. So um, it's not great. No, they got some issues that club, and I reckon it's time for the FA to get serious. And Millwall just, or Millwall, Everton, Millwall, just to. They them. love it. They perpetuate. No, 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 no. Just, just. They perpetuate the, as a club, and they get rid of the club. Not, not stadium man. Just go. Nah, it's enough. Yeah, because it's your fans. It's what's what it is. It's well, their, their fans. fans and their club perpetuate and live by and indulge in this um, hard man aura that the club has, which is just nonsensical. Yeah. Well, it's not sustainable. Either. And as much in, as I in, in the uh, modern era of um, as much as I enjoy the movie, dollar, stupid shit like Green Street Hooligans just um, further it indulges just it. It, it yeah, just absolutely. makes it, it you know glamorizes this. Oh, yeah, that's us. That's Millwall. It. It's, oh, like it's, this, yep. it's yep. just nonsense. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Super Bowl time. Is it Super Bowl time? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sophie won't like that, Sean. We're still here. What is that? Is that you, the, the theme of our podcast. Have you got our sound soundbite this week? No, not yet. Oh, come how, on. You, how are you coping? Can you slot it in right about now? No. How am I coping? How are you coping this week, Fab? Super Bowl week is one of my favourite weeks how of the year. Coping, I take though? Super Bowl Monday off every single year. Yeah. How are you coping though? Tom's back. Tom's back at the big dance. 
I actually like the big dance with yeah. the Pats. There gives me a reason to um, support the other team. Yeah, like it gives it kind of gives you an interest in the game. Well, it's sort of like wrestling, having the the good guy versus the bad guy. Yeah, you need a heel. So yeah, um, was it the face versus the heel? Face or the heel. Yeah. yeah. So um, shout out to Mitch. My mate Mitch, who loves his wrestling, he's taught me about the face and the heel. Yeah, I've done a fair I bit paid of attention. talking about that. I have no mm-hmm. idea what you guys are talking about. but In wrestling, a good guy is called a baby face and a bad guy is called a heel. And it's effectively the story of the match is hinged on you want the face to win, you want the heel to lose, or you want the, he- the face to beat the heel. Sometimes this will happen over what they call a program, and a program may go for three or four months. And the idea is the culmination of the heel is the dirty scoundrel that just he wiggles and you know connives his way out of trouble and holds on, and then eventually the face wins, and that's the payoff. And and the good heel who can sell his performance but still ultimately lose. Yes, great showman, and it's like a Hollywood, theater. like a Hollywood. And you look at some some wrestlers. Some wrestlers are are, are too popular. That when they try to make them a heel, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, yep. he got too popular. They tried to make him a heel and it didn't work because yep. the fans still loved him. They tried to make him a bad guy because he'd been a bad guy before that. He was fantastic. Yep. And then they made him a, a face. But yeah. Excellent analysis of the Super Bowl <laughs> by, you, by you two. But um, it's all very wrestling is is uh, more of a. So you're saying the, the Patriots? The Patriots will be the heel. There's more threads in wrestling oh, yeah, no, than they're, they're, that, that are transferable to other things than yeah. you realize. But then, by the same token, you know, Tom Brady's the the great All American. He is not loved by anyone other than Pats fans, well, and that's what I'm thinking. Is there would be some people that would like him, but again, I think unless you're, a, if you're not a New New England Patriots fan, to be able to love Tom Brady, I think would be a little bit of a rarity. I mean, obviously, if you barracked for University of Michigan or something like mm. that, and you know, that, you know, you may still have some love for him and all that sort of stuff. And well, they the Wolverines. Yeah, I think they are. Do they even play for Michigan? Yes. So backup quarterback. No, he, he played. Yeah, he it was seventh round draft pick, so he must he beat Drew. Him. He beat Drew Henson out for that starting gig. I watched the Brady Six yeah, the other yeah, night. Yeah, Sean's watched the Brady Six, jerked off all over it. Mate, just appreciate greatness. That's all you have who to do. Who was the uh, the wog who went to, um, I can say wog, by the way. Who's the wog who Kamazi. went to uh, San Francisco 49ers? Carmazi. Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Carmazi. You're, you're saying it wrong because it doesn't even sound right. But yeah. I know. Gio. Giovanni Carmazi. <laughs> How'd that turn out for you guys, Tim? Karamazzi. Now he's a farmer in like rural California. Doesn't even own a did television. Did any of apparently. the other five or six were they like? Did any of them make a career? That Pennington was okay. Chad Pennington yeah. was alright. Chad, Chad Pennington. Pennington was was cruel by injury. Yeah, he was. So um, yeah, but he's not the he's not the first he's not the first um quarterback not taken as the first quarterback in a in a draft to have some success. Hmm. Carson Wentz was taken too. Pick two. Pick two. Yeah. I think the Eagles need to trade him. You're an idiot. I'm happy to put this in the vault. Who was taken pick one in that draft? And I reckon in 12 months' time. We'll Damakong Su. No, the guy who's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Tom Brady. Aaron Donald. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. So Jared Goff. You can't bet against the QBs for. Oh, no, I agree. Like the only time, like the last non-QB to win it. Unless they play a Russian game. I actually won't give away the last non-QB to win a Super Bowl MVP. It might be a quiz question, but um, <laughs> um, now so that's that's my pick for Super Bowl MVP. 
So well, you, you're smart. You, if you try and if you try and pick a winner outside of a quarterback, mm. um, you're either very very fortunate. Yeah. Or um, I think Bill Belichick will win the MVP and by think, benching uh, one of his best players. Hopefully again. Maybe let's do shout the quiz. Out, shout out to be, uh, Bill for, for for last season and not playing. Well, well my only question is Malcolm Butler. Hopefully you've got 10 questions. Let's go. No, no. no. My only question on a Super Bowl perspective is the way I've always looked at it is I think the front line of your two defensive tackles being Aaron Donald and, and Damakong Sue are going to be too good and will get to Tom Brady. You've got however, to get to him. You've got to get however, to him. However, if Belichick over Belichick, uh, who is the strategic master that he is, if he can devise a way of not allowing those two guys to get to his quarterback, he probably wins the match. Jared Goff in the offense, and Todd Gurley isn't fit, and Cooper Cup obviously isn't there. CJ Anderson. So, if they can stick with the Pats long enough, Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue will Virtually get will to Tom Brady. If I'm, I'm hearing you. Yeah, I'm the, pa- hearing the you. Pats. I, I, I look forward to doing the review. Sean McVay. Sean McVay has to take a leaf out of Doug Peterson's book from last year. Yeah. Doug Flutie. You actually have to go out and beat the Pats. Yeah, no. Yep. Don't no, be, don't be rip, afraid. You got to rip do, it out of their hands. Do what you've been doing all season. Don't try and change yep. to stop the Pats. Don't be afraid. Play your game. Yeah. Okay. As they said in Sean, Strictly- you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Pats as, win. As the famous line from Strictly Ballroom says, "A life half lived." No, a life lived in fear is a life half lived. Hopefully, Paul Mercurio delivered it better on the fucking camera. <laughs> Let's go, let's go, let's go. Give all right, question one. Easy one to kick us off. You'll all get this. Excellent. In what year was the first Super Bowl played? Oh, fuck's sake. The only clue I'll give you is, given that this is the no, 53rd Super Bowl, oh, you could fuck. probably work it out. We have one answer. It is the 53rd Super Bowl. Fabian, it is the 53rd Super Bowl. You two blokes are fucking idiots. <laughs> they've both written 1966 because they've gone, oh, we'll take 53 away from 2019, but they realise that the first one is 1967. You don't start counting at zero. Fuck. <laughs> so the answer is 1967, and for those that are interested in a little bit of history, the first and, as it turns out, the second Super Bowl were won by the Green Bay Packers. In 67, they defeated Lombardi? the Kansas City Chiefs and they were coached by Vince Lombardi. Mm. And the Super Bowl winning, winning trophy... Isn't imp- is the, named the Vince Lombardi? ...is named if, the Vince Lombardi trophy. If winning What's his nickname? The Vince. Tiffany. Because yeah. it it's made by it's Tiffany. made by Tiffany. Yeah, okay. If winning isn't important, then why do they keep score? I like it. Good, An- yep. Good line. line. Good, great line. Yep. All right, question two. This one's right up uh, Sean's alley. Uh, no, more, no more clues, by the way. That... 53 should never have been given I to I would him. have got it, mate, because I know it's 53. Anyway. Yeah. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The highest Super Bowl crowd ever exceeds the highest VFL or AFL grand final crowd. We've both written false. We are both correct. The record is the is 103,985. We're 121. For the 1980 Super Bowl held at the Rose Bowl. And we are 121.696 for the grand final at the MCG in 1970. Between Carlton and? Between Carlton and Collingwood. 
when Carlton were getting shit on at halftime, and Ron Brassi said, handball. handball for your lives. I think that was Belichick's uh, with the Falcons as well. Handball. Fucking handball. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Which stadium has hosted the most Super Bowls? Fuck. We have an answer from Fabian, which I like a lot, but it isn't correct. And don't change it. You've given your answer. I like It's a really good answer. It's a really good answer. And I reckon I am tipping that... Ooh, I was going to say I'm tipping that Sean, wrong. Sean would get it right, but he's got it incorrect as well. Oh, no. <laughs> correct answer, but I'm not giving it. Uh, Sean has written the LA Coliseum, which I like, and then Fabian has added the Superdome. So the answer is the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, currently known answer? as... A Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl I, th- I thought, I thought yeah. Rose Bowl, and I was like... Oh. It's Rose Bowl. So it's now the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and it has hosted... It has... Um, oh, actually, for a bonus point, how many Super Bowls have been... It'll be uh, been six there? or seven, I reckon. Well, give me an answer. It's for a bonus point. Fucking no, 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 no. I don't like this. Well, he reckons it's six or seven. I'm tipping it's reasonably close. He's gone five. <laughs> The answer's seven. Yes! That's not... I'm, I'm fucking protesting that because that was not a question. It was a bonus point. You can't you fucking... You won get... on a bonus point last week. It was a tie break after we were fucking tied. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. see if the bonus I point think, comes um, into uh, to play or not. It's now called the Hard Rock Arena, but I think down in Miami is up there. So the Rose Bowl, the Superdome, and down in Miami. It's, it's all... The Superdome's are slated to host, I think, either 2000... Mm. I think 2021. So the new stadiums that get roofs on them yep. in, in the northern po- po- portion of, of the US are getting Super Bowls. Otherwise, if they're outdoor stadiums, apart from MetLife, which was a huge risk when they played it in New York and they were praying, there was blizzards and all yeah. that stuff yeah. leading up to it, but it, it held out for the game. Yeah. But uh, that's why they PR generally... Nightmare. The southern states generally get all the Super, uh, super Bowls. So. I mean, personally, I would love to see a Super Bowl played in a... Foot deep of snow, I think it'd be fucking fantastic. Mm. But it, they, 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 they the couldn't allow it to happen. You know, what I think it'd be fantastic. Another fucking question. <laughs> question four: A Sean Peter Budge special, true or false? Oh, no. <laughs> a special teams player has never won a Super Bowl MVP award. True or false? Both boys are written false, and they are both incorrect. The answer is true. Um, Desmond Howard of the Green Bay Packers won Super Bowl MVP in 1997. He was famous for his kickoff returns, and he returned a kickoff 99 yards for a touchdown just after Brett Favre had thrown a touchdown. So he didn't win the MVP? He, he did. He did. No. So, sorry, it was actually Drew Henson. Your mate, Drew Henson. Well, wasn't the question uh, someone who hasn't won? I was saying that they have won. Oh, yeah, actually, you so got we're actually, we're, we're So I'm right. saying a special teams player has never won a Super Bowl MVP. You've both written false. You're right. It's correct. That's it's right. the old double negative. As, as Sean and I would, would, would tell you, it's the bloke from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Question five. Who was the first player to win three Super Bowl MVPs? Hmm. Interesting. It's a rib tickler for a few of these boys here. The problem I the, the issue I have here is I actually don't know like any teams that will have played in multiple Super Bowls. Who 
Is he right? I have a great vantage point here. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, so Sean is wrong, and he's written Terry Bradshaw, oh, who because uh, he won like five, didn't he? Four or five? I think he won five titles, yeah. but he's think he's he's definitely won a couple. He's de- he's definitely won two mm. MVPs. Um, Sean also, when we walked in here, said, "I know nothing about the NFL, and I'm just going to write Joe Montana or Tom oh, Brady as the answer." And the irony is. Fabian sat here and wrote Montana, crossed it out, <laughs> and has written Tom Brady, and the answer is Joe Montana. Oh. <laughs> I just thought maybe Jerry Rice had, had pinched one, so, um, okay, yep. And Montana won in 82, I've 85, left one, I've left 90, one on the board. And Tom Brady, Brady's now won five. But, uh, four. No, he's won four as MVP, 2002, 2004, 2015, and 2017. All right, next one's an interesting one. True or false? Fuck with the true or false. True or false. Current players make up seven of the top ten players in career touchdown passes thrown. What? For the league? Of all time, for the league. So in the top ten, seven of them are current players. True or false? For for top ten of what? Career touchdown passes thrown. Um, Tim, this is dead air, so just talk. Okay, well, while you're trying to work out your answers Mate, and Fabian's 50, trying to write them down, I will 50, tell you the number to, one. You don't have to write the fucking The highest down. number of TDs of all time is Peyton Manning, so he's not a current player. Yeah, I know that. Why are you giving him answers? I've already submitted my answer. There's got to be fucking time limit on this. All right, so what's your answer? True. They've both said true. The answer is false. Fuck. There are six current players in the top ten. I wrote Manning and I'll put an asterisk on you. He wasn't playing. With Drew Brees... Second with 520. Tom Brady, third with 517. Philip Rivers, sixth with well, he'll, 374. He'll be second after Monday. Seventh with Roethlisberger for 363. Eli Manning at eighth with 360. And Rogers at tenth with 338. The seventh current player, Matt Ryan, sits 12th with 295 touchdowns. Okay, so the, the current era, and like, it's not like in the modern era they're playing more games in a year than they ever used to or anything else like that right now. Uh, and, mate, and probably it's the domes. Ago, it's the domes, mate. Well, it could be the domes, and I think They've once upon a the time domes. they always ran the football more than they threw it. No, but so like maybe you it's said, bit, the West Coast offense is probably more successful now than it was. But like you years said, ago. more northern stadiums have domes, so they pass the ball more often. All right, next question: Who was the first player to win five Super Bowls as a player? And while we're avoiding dead air, only two players have done it. It's not Terry Bradshaw. He's won five, hasn't he? I don't think he has. Well, he hasn't. He has. I'm pretty sure he's won five. I don't even Google fucking it. know that. No, Google, Google it. it. Maybe he's won. The four. only reason I've asked the question is, well, no, I'll, I'll let Fabian give us an answer first. How fucking much? How long does this guy get? Oh, we'll let him try and get an answer. I think you got to time him out. I don't think you're going to get it right anyway. He's a defensive player. It's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the second player to get to oh, him. He's not the only player I know. No, I'm not saying that he is. But no, I was deliberately asking a question where the answer could be Tom Brady in the hope that old mate would write it, and he didn't. No, no. 
Well, the answer is Charles ha- Charles Haley. Charles of Haley course. was a defensive end for the San Francisco 49ers. Haley's comment. Won uh, Super Bowls in <laughs> 89 <laughs> and 90 and then got traded. Cause Come had, on, Tim. It had a few issues. Uh, got traded to Dallas, who then won 93, 94, 96. Shockingly. And then got traded back to um, or yeah. got picked up again later on by the 49ers and his continued to sick, play there. Was his second stint as successful? No, no. Mates, um, this is a, a turn up. Sean is within a hair's breadth of pinching a quiz here. So what's the score? Two all. Oh, I actually haven't been writing it down, yeah, but you, you've got it. Which current NFL player has rushed for the most career yards? Fucking fuck, I don't know. Which current which current NFL player has rushed for the most career yards? I'm all fucking pass offense. I don't know who these rushes are. <laughs> I thought you were... Yeah. That you're all rush. We all rush. Or I was all, all pass. pass. You're all pass. Jesus Christ, you are out there. Uh, Fabian's written Darren Sproles, which is incorrect. Well, he's 47 years old. I'm thinking. You. He's written a tight end. <laughs> Sean, Sean's. Did Sean's, he write Gronkowski? Yeah, he wrote Gronk. Sean's not quite as au fait. Uh, no, you don't get a fucking Well, he team. played most. No, of no, his, I've got it wrong. Played most of his football with the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Gore. Frank Gore. Fourth all time with 14,748 yards. What I thought, what I was trying to get out of you was the guy who's eighth all time is Adrian Peterson with 13,318. <sighs> is he the one that murdered someone? No. That's Hernandez. 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 Is he, he's dead, isn't he? he, he died, died in prison. Suicide, yeah. oh, he committed suicide. There's yeah. actually a very interesting podcast about Aaron Hernandez that is thoroughly worthwhile watching, listening to, yeah. rather. Um, okay, for the next movie. question. Which current NFL player has received for the most career yards? This one's pretty easy. If, if you know your football. <laughs> Is he correct? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't fucking know. He plays for the Arizona. Arizona oh, you know, no, 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 no. Oh, mate, it's not going to help fucking, him. Tell me, I don't even know who the fucking quarterback of the Arizona. I don't even know what the team's called. Cardinals? Yeah. Fuck. Good thing that he's listening again. The Arizona Cardinals. What is he? He's a running back? He's a, he's a wide receiver. Uh, You're going to have to time him out. Oh, fuck, you're going to have to time me out. You get to sit there. You actually know about the sport, and you're going, oh, Jesus. I, I can it even give you his first name. If no, you no. Then I'll get my bonus point. Yeah, give me his first name. Larry. Oh, fucking Kesselman. I don't know. <laughs> Kesselman. <laughs> I reckon it. I got it. I got it. It's Larry. It's the Fitz. Larry Fitzgerald. Fantastic. Nicely I'm done. Here. Where the fuck did you pull that from? Yeah, you're not getting him. <laughs> if you're getting him, I'm getting my bonus points. Yeah, so I'm ahead. That means we're three all. So the, is this, no, no, is this for the win? No, it means we're three all. This could be you for don't the win. get that question. I get it. I didn't get the one before the bonus. You did, so we're three all. I could got Larry all. Fitzgerald that time. Question 10. No, you didn't. Tim, did I get Larry Fitzgerald then? Oh, you're right, Fitz. Oh, yeah. So I'm one up. Thank you. Who is the only player in Super Bowl history to have thrown a touchdown pass and to have caught a touchdown pass. Heinz Ward, Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick is the winner. That's a fucking jit. Now, while, I, while I'm here, humor, humor me, I have two bonus questions. Didn't Heinz Ward throw a touchdown pass? I don't think so. <laughs> are you sure about that? You know, pretty sure. 
Didn't oh. they? Didn't the Pittsburgh the stadium maybe he, exploded? Maybe he didn't throw it, but didn't Pittsburgh do the trick play? Didn't they have? Didn't they throw it out to their wide receiver and the wide receiver threw a touchdown? Well, that's what Nick Foles did. Who Philly, threw Philly. that? Who threw that one? Brandon Cooks. Um, no, he was playing for the opposition. No, no. <laughs> Corey Clement to Clement to he, he didn't play for us. Plays for the Chicago Bears now. Trey Burton. Trey Burton, the Clement tight end. Clement to Burton wow. to Foles. That's touchdown. Awesome. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my second question first, just because I like it. We might have actually talked about this. Yep. A player this season, Jordan, an exclusive club of 1,000 yards rushing in a season as well as 100 yards receiving in a season. Oh, sorry, no, not 100 yards, 100 receptions mm-hmm. in a season. So you've rushed for 1,000 yards and you've caught 100 passes in one season. Who was it this year and who are the other two? And as I said, this isn't a question for Sean because he's got no fucking idea. So someone has... So three in history have now done it. One did it this year. Who were the other two? So 100 receptions. 100 receptions in one season and 1,000 yards rushing. So it's a running back. So it's a running yeah, back. Yeah, I figured that much. Catch. Yeah. And so who did this year, most importantly? Who's the, who is the running back who can catch a lot of passes and still be good enough to get 1,000 yards? So there's two answers? There are... Well, there's one answer because we said who did it this year, and I'm asking who else, who are the other two that have done it? So I need to give you two names? Give me one, for starters, and it's not Larry Kesselman. No, it's not Elvin Kamara. Larry King and Stephen Hawking. So it's not Saquon, and it's not... (laughs) And it's not uh, Zeke. Be fucking Colin Kaepernick, wouldn't it? Give me the team. This is this has baffled me. It'll give it away, but no, it's no, I've got it wrong. So Carolina Panthers. Oh yes, 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 yes. He's he was very good. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold. On. He's white. He's white. <laughs> is he? Am I right? He's a very white man. Yeah. Um, he was their entire offense this year. Oh, well, Cam, Cam Cam Newton did a little bit. Cam Newton went in for shoulder surgery this week. Did you see that? We'll move on, but don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. Who are the other two? The other two, Matt Forte did it in one year at Chicago where he got 1,038 yards uh, rushing and 102 receptions. Yep. And the other is, depending on who you are, might be one of the best running backs of all time in Ladanian Tomlinson, who in 2003 had 1,645 yards rushing and 100 receptions. He was phenomenal. Superstar. Phenomenal. I owned him in fantasy football that year, and it was... He was putting up cricket scores. Yeah. It was fantastic. Don't tell me the other blokes. We'll right, think about the other. Yeah. And my other bonus question, six players in Super Bowl history have scored three touchdowns in a single Super Bowl game. Sorry, sorry what is it? Six players yeah. have scored three touchdowns in a Super Bowl game. One player has done it twice. Who was it? He's done it twice. There's only one player that can be doing that. He throws them. He doesn't catch them. You didn't fucking specify. Well, <laughs> correct did me. Write, did if, you write Tom Brady? He ran Elway. <laughs> correct me if I'm fucking wrong. Am I right? 
I probably should have said court, but yeah. Yes. Okay. You Jerry Rice is the answer because he is the greatest. Right. So I've won. I've won this. He is. He is the goat. Comprehensive. Yes. Yeah, after getting yes. a fucking layup. So the only other people. McCaffrey. Yes, Christian McCaffrey is the answer to the other one. Bang! Roger Craig was a running back. Uh, in fact, he was sort of more of a fullback for San Francisco. He did it one year. Ricky Waters, also from San Francisco, another running back, did it one year. Terrell Davis did it for the Denver Broncos the year they won. And James White from New England did it last year. Scored three times. Because he caught and then ran. So yeah. he, ran he ran over the line a couple of times, but I yeah. think he, uh, it's after it's it's... It's a run after the catch. But yeah. But you go Roger Craig, a back, Ricky Waters, a back, Terrell Davis, a back, James White, a back. Jerry Rice is a wide receiver, does it twice. Blake was a megastar. Yeah, mm. no. <clears throat> Greatest of all time. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a softball next week like Fab got this week with something like I don't know, it could be about like what well, I what did I do? In four true or false as what, what did I do today to or something? Base. <laughs> What did, what did I? What did you do today, Sean? You can ask well, me fucking questions from well, my what day. Out of interest, what are we doing next week? What's the quiz know. next week? Or is you, it just you, general knowledge? You figure it out. Well, yeah, no, well, no, what's I'm the? I don't know what's the. What's happening next week? Well, we'll have the F one in Melbourne. Do you know what you should get? You should get the old wild border sport board game and rip out the questions from those cards, like from the eighteen nineties questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you haven't taken this loss very well, have you? No, because well, you've been absolutely fucking pantsed. He doesn't lose well, mate. Pants. The fucking dis- determining question was what player did such question, and such? You lost like seven what, to three, oh, mate. The last fucking three, I wasn't even doing. I wrote Stephen Hawking for one of the answers. The la- one of the determining questions was what player did such and such? It was Nick fucking Falls. How the fuck am I meant to know that? Well, you were awake for the no, last no. five minutes of the. the <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen it. <laughs> Given your extensive analysis that you gave us last week, you know Tim thought you know he'd go modern. Given the, you know how much you watch NFL, let's just, much, let's just let's just I, I just tried to get things that happened in the first five minutes and the last five minutes of the game. And I thought, know because like, you'd be like able to keep pace because I know because like as we touched on last week, what a he fucking, had been walking for fourteen no, hours no, around figured, London. I, no, though. no, I figured out what it was. <laughs> Manchester United had played Huddersfield that day, and I'd woken up at six a.m. to get the train to Manchester and gotten back. At so he didn't even you know how he said oh the twenty four hours fourteen hours yeah because yeah, yeah. I'd only been in town for like fucking two days. So I went up to Manchester for the day. Was awake all day traveling. Got back. Mate, just wait till we get into fucking like Oscars or something. Oscars? This is not going to give you Oscars. It's going to be a fucking cricket score. I can do that. Good for cricket score when there's only 10 questions. <laughs> Sean Marsh. Beautiful. Smashing. Is that it? What did I say earlier? If you didn't win it that if you didn't win that one, you were never going to win. You're never going to win one. Nah, fair enough. I thought you did a good job there, Sean. Mate, I got two. And I'm going to be fucking brutally honest with you. Fitzgerald was a guess. That Fitzgerald was a work of art. It was an absolute in, in fucking. Fairness. You gave him the team, mate. You gave him the first name. Oh shit! Fucking no! I'm not. Jesus, I'm not, mate. I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm he not, would not know who Larry Fitzgerald mate, was if he popped up in his rice bubbles in the morning. I'm not. not you go, a, hello. Who are you? Not a word of a lie. <laughs> I didn't sell it well at the time. It was an absolute blind guess. Absolute fucking guess. Fitzgerald. I was thinking, ah, oh, fucking, what's a common white name? He's black. He's black. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly the fucking point. Do you believe me now? I don't fucking know. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. Too funny. Too, too funny. I think we're done. We're done. Beautiful. Thanks for listening. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I had, some, I had something. He's taking in my, his bag. No, no. gone home. No, I, got, I got something in my nose. It's, it's from the apple pie. No, it's just really annoying me. Uh, no, thanks for listening. Oh.
catch you next week when uh, Fab has to concede finally that Tom's the best ever. It will be very, very interesting. After ring number six, or if maybe we'll actually touch base with Fab and, and get a bit of a sense of what he just what he has to do. If he wins ring number six, what does he actually have to do? So what happens if he loses? We've still got five. What about if he throws an interception which gets pick six to lose the Super Bowl? To lose the game. Oh, well, he's obviously had them you know, right up in, uh, up to their eyeballs prior to that. What about if it's the only score of the game? <laughs> It'll be the most boring Super Bowl ever. Fabian, thank you very much for being with us. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Tim, again, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll catch you next week. See you later.